on this episode of Movies Run My Life. It's the final part of a discussion that we started back in November, Jurassic World. Jurassic Park 3 really took us off the rails there. We got a little negative, unfortunately, on that one. That, uh... How can you not? Yeah. How can you not? Really? There's, no, there's nothing good to say about that movie. So, you move on. Killed the series for ten years. Um, more, I think. No, about ten years, yeah. yeah. About a decade. Um, and then you get to, to Jurassic World. Um, there's been... Uh, a trend in movies that I don't know. I mean, you can say there's some things you can say in defense of it, but but reboots, I'm not a huge fan of. I'm I'm uh, we've seen how many iterations of Spider-Man now where we have to see the same goddamn yeah, first story yeah. over and over again, and it's it's pointless. You know, well, it looks like Marvel's going to kind of do it in a different way. Um, but but what I'm saying is, you know. Just, just that there's a, a trend of those, and and it could have easily gone the same way with Jurassic Park, and I like that they did not do that with Jurassic World. It's it's um, it's it's a, a like a reboot that's cognizant of the the um the initial series mm. um that that all of the events of the first movie did happen yeah uh and and that now you know you've got a world where inevitably there's dinosaurs so. So of course you're gonna have a theme park uh, or yeah. a zoo the same way as we have the zoos now, and it's interesting because off air I was talking to you about the Indominus Rex and why would you um, design this dinosaur and and then I realized oh you know what in the Toronto Zoo we have a Komodo dragon um, and it's the same kind of thing where you have. This well, he didn't design the Komodo dragon. No, Brandon. but it's it's a, a lizard that lives. Thank you for pointing that out. I appreciate it. Um, I'll write that down for next time. But um, <laughs> my point is just that it seems as though there is in in our society this kind of um, satiating need to to see these these killer beasts so to speak you know you talked about the uh the the bacteria that lives inside the um komodo dragon's mouth and just the risk that even you're putting the 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 zoo staff at by having this animal around and it's kind of the same thing with the indominus rex and you know it's all for for a few bucks and it just and and um a lot of people um, bag on the um, invisibility. Yeah, the invisibility, and that that was actually a plot point in the second book. They did actually borrow this from um, the Lost World, the, the book, uh, where um, uh, the uh, since they're breeding, uh, they're they're mixing dinosaur DNA with with existing reptile DNA, mm-hmm. um, much they, in the way that they use the frog, the sex change thing. Yeah, the sex change frog. The sex change frog. Um, they so do they make a chameleon dinosaur, and I I don't see it as that much of a um, uh, a, a problem. Yeah. I, it didn't didn't really hinder um, my enjoyment of the movie. I think 
they they raised the stakes back up, which is you know again yeah we talked yep, about yeah yeah and know, the they cats- went back to the 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 late reveal yeah again yeah. and and you've got a um you know once the cat's out of the bag that's something you have to do mm-hmm. the and they've the, left they've let the series uh, lie long enough that they can go back to that a little bit yeah um I wanted to uh, mention uh. Colin Chavarro, the, the the director. Coming into this, pretty much all that he had done is safety not guaranteed. Um, which have you seen it? It's on uh, Canadian Netflix. I don't know if it's on American Netflix, but uh, you should check it out. It's it's really yeah, it's, it's really um, fun. It, uh, Aubrey Plaza and um, uh, it's about the the time travel like thing, right? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Uh well, it's uh, yeah, the the pretense of the the article and you yeah. Come, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, um I've only done this once before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um time travel. Yeah, so uh, as much as he's an untested director, I think he 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 hits it out of the park and he hits it out of the park so much so um that they've uh given him the keys to the it's Star Wars Nine, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the one that they're giving him? Yeah. So, you know, uh, on on a lot of levels, this film is a success to me. I think that, um, like you were just talking about, you you go back to um, some of the, the the elements from the first movie. You go back to borrowing a little bit from the source material. Um, I love the return of uh, Doctor Wu, the uh, See, like BD Wong's character playing a more central role because he played a more central role in the books, right? Playing a very sinister role. I thought that was really weird. Mm. He's just such an evil guy. Yeah. Like he's keeping secrets and talking talking back to um to what's his name? To Miss Ronnie. Yeah. Um re, you know, really um you know, from this nice guy in the first movie, like it's a philosopher. Well he was we kind have, of coy in the he, first like, movie though. But he's he just seemed like a real a real nice cheery guy like he's just smiling and and you know letting dinosaurs play with his finger he's just like a, a well a, and then in the maybe the, in jurassic world he's mm-hmm. just like very grimacing and serious yeah you, i can't tell you what's in the dinosaur like, why are you talking like batman because b because bd wong is fucking batman in this batman. movie that would be an interesting plot point yeah. that's in, that'll be in the director's cut um I've I've read quite a few reviews that use the term Plotosaurus Rex mm-hmm. for this fucking movie, no. and it's getting really upsetting to me. Uh, as much as I don't necessarily disagree because it's like, okay, we need the dinosaur to do this, so we... Uh, we put this element in the dinosaur, you know, okay, now he's he's got um, chameleon, you know, we've got uh, the cold-blooded reptile, we've got this and that. Oh, and there's some raptor in there because he needs to talk to the raptors and whatnot. I don't necessarily disagree. I just, maybe it's just because I don't like this whole schoolyard mentality that's happening with it, that everyone just wants to bag on these few points. Um, and And to me, that almost seems like critics grasping at straws in yeah. a lot of ways where it's like this film is pretty pretty strong all things considered especially for a sequel um well, we're, we're now- why not sorry why not uh gripe on what is the the shittiest point of this film which is the underdeveloped characters and the the not great use of 
the acting talent that we have. To go back to Spielberg for a second, Spielberg is is a director that, in addition to everything that we've already talked about with him, and and I'm a huge Spielberg fan, so you're going to probably hear this continue on through the next however many episodes of this show that we do, which I hope is a lot. Um, But he is a director that time and time again gets these best performances of an actor's career out of them. And Chris Pratt in this movie is Chris Pratt. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, you know, is a decent female lead. Um, by no means is she Dr. Sadler from the early movies where, you know, that's probably Laura Dern's best performance is, is the, is Jurassic Park in a lot of ways. Um, I don't recall a role where she was ever quite that amazing again, but maybe, maybe I could be wrong on that one. Um, and Vincent D'Onofrio again is Vincent D'Onofrio. He is amazing in pretty much everything that he's ever done. You put him in Men in Black, and you know, say, "Okay, you're an you're an alien in your skin. Go," and he'll do something amazing with it. Um, the kids, I don't even remember the kids' names. I just remember the kid that wants to chase every female thing that that moves, and the the kid that seems to be way too excited for the age that he's at. And all of that is writing. That's not necessarily in the, the character's hands. I have a, a, a super big crush on, on Judy Greer. Like, um, obviously, she was in Californication for a couple of seasons. I love her character in that. Um, and she's she's beautiful and, and just a surprisingly wonderful mom. I think that her performance is one of the stronger ones in the film and one of the few that isn't just kind of you being you. But I... I, I see that as the weakness the story um the effects the action uh the pacing the camera work is excellent um everything is on point except for some of the character development i don't know what are your thoughts on that um the divorce sub- subplot is is really annoying yeah like it doesn't and it's not really resolved in the in. same way that's kind of one thing that is nice about the third because you you ruin everyone's childhood hope that uh, Sam Neill's character and, and Laura Dern's character are going to get you know get married and have a big family and everything and and it shows in the third one of course that he hasn't developed so it's it's already a fallacy that you know it ruins the first movie on a level there um, and then there there they just that they, they, yeah we're getting a divorce whatever great you survived dinosaurs high five yeah 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 it's it's um it's just it's it's an annoying. Uh, subplot that doesn't really affect the movie. You know, it doesn't change the relationship of any of the characters to one another, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just a wash at the end, you know, when it's like, oh, we got our kids back, yay, like, now we're a family again. Yeah. Except we're still getting that divorce. Like, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's great that the kids are back, but... Yeah, and in that way... I want half of everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> like, and... it's... It's... it's uh, it, it, yeah, it, it kind of. Um, so now, but now, now they got an aunt. So you don't need a. You don't. If your dad's only around half the time, at least you got your aunt and uh, her super wicked yeah, boyfriend. And cool fucking dinosaur friend of the dinosaur. Yeah, uncle. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. Yeah. I mean. I, I. I. That leads to. I. I think the inevitable conversation about Chris Pratt, uh, dinosaur friend. 
I think it's a big point of contention with a lot of people mm. um, that Chris Pratt is friends with a lot of dinosaurs. Well, um, he's the, he's the he's the alpha. He's yeah. the alpha in the raptor circle because yeah. he is a. Um, I guess what is he? Is he a be- animal behaviorist? Is that his? Well, obviously he's a military man, but is it implied that he's some sort of behaviorist? Is that? I guess I don't know. I I mean, it's so he's the um, say he's just like a real tough guy that that's you know down with raptors. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, mm. Yeah, they don't really point out any real specific expertise. Do they? Yeah, um, no, explicitly. But but I mean I I um. I don't, um, I don't love it, but at the same time, I mean, I don't think, um, I think the people that are saying, oh, this is just absolutely ridiculous. Like animals get trained, you know, that, that's, this yeah. happens. I, I don't think it's, I well, don't it's, think it's absolutely ridiculous to say that a, a but, dinosaur raised from birth by somebody, you know, pretty well wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't have some Level, like yeah, they'd they have wouldn't a, have they wouldn't understand the, their the traditional hierarchy per se. But an interesting thing about that, uh, and the reason I chose the word behaviorist over trainer is because I think that the trainer is the wrong word. I think that um, that it, the, again that element of that character, which isn't an actual character part of the character, but that element is written very well in the sense that he's not trying to change raptors. Yeah. He's not trying to. Um, he he is not on board with this. Let's make him into a weapon thing. He's very much hearkening back to that Muldoon sort of. Um, they shouldn't be in this situation to begin with, but yeah. since they're here, much in a way that a lot of people, in all seriousness, look at domesticated animals. It's like, well, you know, should we really have? you know pets in in our homes on any level you know domesticating these things genetically altering them whatever all these things all these things that are kind of subplots within in the Jurassic Park series as a whole um but we've already done it at this point and now Muldoon and and then again with Owen he's kind of the character that um is saying well here's where we are and I'm just going to do my best with it he's just kind of making the best of the world around him yeah and why it sh- that's why it shows the world behaviorist over trainer because I don't think that he's naive. I don't think that – not that I'm saying trainers are naive, but I don't think he has any intention of making a raptor jump through a hoop or turning uh, – like putting a raptor on the battlefield with a machine gun on his head or something like that. They do They do escalate to that very quickly, don't they? Like one second, yeah. you know, he's barely making it out of the pen alive and then the next second it's like, let's drop some cameras to them and let them out. This is a good idea. Yeah. Like, well, he doesn't think it's a good is, idea. He well, just no, says, "Well, course, if but, someone's going to do it, I'm going to do it." Much in the way that that but, Muldoon. Uh, but does. you can't, you know. But that that initial moment where he saves the that other guy, you know, the guy trying to wrangle the pig or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That didn't convince them enough that this is a fucking insane idea. Well, D'Onofrio is much. He has elements of Richard Ham in his character where he's got this. Just laser focus on 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 the end goal, which is in yeah. his case militarizing dinosaurs. Yeah, but it's just it's it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous that that you know within the span of like six hours, this went from from dinosaurs that you can maybe make not kill something for a few seconds <laughs> to dinosaurs that you trust with. Your life. Yeah. And the lives of everyone at the park. It's it's 
just absurd. I just wanted to take a minute to tell you all how excited I am about the next episode of the show, which comes out on Wednesday, January 6th. Uh, Devin East and myself have a ridiculous conversation on Star Wars The Force Awakens. We had a lot of fun recording this episode, and we think you're really going to like it. So uh, make sure that you check it out. Uh, Coming this Wednesday, January 6th, our Force Awakens episode. Quickly, I just want to talk about Masrani. Because I love this character. Yeah. How do you feel about him? The whole helicopter thing, while being a little cheesy, I think that injected a little bit of kid fun and awe from, yeah, from the, I, the series needs. But but chasing the dinosaur, like, don't you have better guys to kind of go after? Well, they the already expressed that they don't. Oh. Yeah, they, they imply that, well, they kill off all the army guys, basically, so the, the, yeah. the kind of contingency that's left... Um, in the park is uh, their their plan is to mount an aerial attack and of course I assume the helicopter in- instructor is still off throwing up somewhere from earlier in the movie um, so Masrani uh, chooses to you know go up on his own that being said I, I'm, I'm pretty certain that that uh, that whole thing is just to get another um, central character kill I, I in- really thought he was going to come back you know, I thought he was going to get out of that crashed helicopter, and then the and then the explosion happens, and it's like, oh no, no, wow, no. really? Which, yeah, you know, it, it was kind of it, it was it was a very um, a very noble and interesting character. That yeah, it's a shame, um, and a true eccentric billionaire, and almost yeah. he, you know as masterful as as the 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 Richard Hammond character is um, developed and and portrayed and performed um Masrani has a whole nother level of likability to me yeah i think there's a level of humanity in his in the performance that's um that's not on the page yeah that he that he's elevated the performance the other scene that i've heard mixed reviews on uh i do want to talk about the ending and we'll wrap up with the ending but i um, is the water water park scene? Yeah. How do you feel about that? I again think it's a logical next step, mm-hmm. where if you're going to have, you know, a, a kind of hybrid of a theme park and a zoo kind of situation. Yeah, yeah um, you got your your splash park. You got to Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're gonna have that. Yeah, I, 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 I like know. how they executed it too. I like how they, you know, you can go down under the water and see because again, that's an element of 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 zoos of yeah. you know, of water parks. Yeah, and I mean, I think we've we've talked about this also, but the aviary, um, uh, I think, is a point that I haven't heard a lot of, um, you know, a lot of pushback on, but that I think is just it's it's one of those things that. Um, they they didn't touch with with pretty obvious good reason in the first two movies. Yes, and then they just um, they seem to just gloss over it in uh, in Jurassic World um, by having an actual aviary that just isn't it, how. Yeah, yeah, they just don't don't really you know show inside, it yeah. show it a whole lot. But it's like the 
you've got carnivorous flying dinosaurs. Like if one of these gets out, uh, that's it. That's game's that's, over. Yeah, you're 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 done. So it, so it's just it's it's um, I I don't know. That's a, that's a point that I thought was was just kind of kind of um, yeah. I thought they executed it. it. I, I thought they executed it better than three. Obviously, um, that being said. You're, you said off air, and, and I have to agree with the point that um, you can't put someone inside that aviary. So how are they experiencing these dinosaurs? Yeah, as they're just like a lineup that walks around the edge. Outside. It's, it's a massive dome. Yes. Like they show it, and it's, you know, probably like a good Considerably you know, couple, large building. Yeah, a couple hundred feet across mm-hmm. um, at, at least. And, yeah. And it's, it's just... Um, uh, it's a little bit of you know, uh, just just not too much thought um, going into it. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, in in Dominus Rex, we haven't talked about a whole, yeah, awful yeah, yeah. lot, and just the the um, uh, the fact that he tricks them. Uh, I, I don't know how keen on that I am. Yeah, um, that... I, I think there's there's so many ways that you could have got this dinosaur out of its pen, and you chose the dinosaur making claw marks on the wall and tricking people into thinking that it's gone when it's not. Well, I, I, I like don't... that they that he uh, or he or she. I think that there's he's at this Jurassic uh, yeah, World. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And any no, it's a she. It's a she, as they say it. Uh, they. Um, I like the tricking element because it is a little bit of a foreshadowing of the fact that there's some raptor in it. Um, because, again, going back to the third one specifically, <laughs> which I realize you probably shouldn't borrow from, but there's talk of it in the others. There, It's uh, it's a little bit of a, a strategical baiting technique and, and so forth and the, the testing and uh, that she they allude to her doing and so forth. Um but it's got no, it's got no, um, no frame of reference for that, though. I, I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, a, a raptor, if it touches the fence once, it knows it's electrified. If it touches it in a bunch of different spots and tries to find weak points, yes, that's it. That's it. Taking what it's that's experienced, and yeah. then you know, yeah, that's that's something that that um, that that an animal has capacity for. Um, but coming up with a plot. Yeah, there is a little that bit of a humanizing of, of yeah. yeah. It, it, it's not something um, that it could have just learned unless it, you know, unless this trick has, has happened like six times, and mm-hmm. then it's like, why are you still falling for this scratch marks on the wall thing? Yeah, you know? exactly. Like it, it that, um, and also the fact that they don't even they don't even confirm that those scratch marks are new. Owen says. Were those scratch marks there before? And then everyone freaks out. Yeah. They don't, well, let's check the tape. Yeah. Or anything. Yeah. And they're, you know, and, and let's so, just go inside. And I think that's really the only, um, you know, I haven't even really heard a whole lot of people make that point about the Indominus Rex, but that's really the only thing that, that kind of upset me about it. I think everything else, um, you know, the um, the eye, infrared invisibility, whatever. I don't. Mm. I don't even care. You know, they're. Oh, you know, they explain that away, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, the raptor DNA, sure. I don't care. Like that's. I'm. I'm 
fine with that. I mean, I still don't yeah. think it would be able to forge that kind of a connection with the Raptors. I think that's a little bit, you know, yeah, stretched just for the sake of it. Um, but although, it, again, it, that that's going back to what in reality is probably archaic thought on on things like pack mentality and so forth, um, which a lot of you know, real world behavior experts don't subscribe to a lot of that stuff because, again, a lot of those, um, ex- you know, experiments per se and, and uh, were done in, in, in reality in captivity on, on some level or another. And it goes back to kind of what they allude to in the, the second one where they say it's, it's not possible to observe and not interfere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I uh, that you're absolutely right that they humanize a lot of the behavior of these animals. Um, so even if you make the leap that the Indominus Rex can somehow kind of inject itself as the new alpha by just being bigger and roaring, um, which is fine. Okay, we're going to make that leap with you. Um, you then can't go back to an emotional connection that it has with Chris Pratt. And it's blue, right? That has the emotional connection with Chris Pratt um, later on in the movie. And let's get into the ending a little bit. Um, I actually really like the ending because I think it's it's totally cheesy and campy in all the right ways. The way I kind of want to see almost yeah. – I don't want to say like a grindhouse film or something like that. But just, you know, kind of overboard and um, I think the, the T-Rex is really the star of the, the Jurassic Park franchise. Yes. And- yes. And what, like any any of these, you know, these new flavor of the movie dinosaurs. Yeah, it's they, always they been. In, it doesn't even, you know, it doesn't even rate. Like um, it's T Rex, it's Raptors. That's it. And and so so yeah, I mean, I think um, and I think they did the right thing, um, you know, with it having having the T Rex come and 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 the callback to the flare again. Yeah, yeah, chasing the flare. Really, um, kind of a fun, um, yeah. fun sequence, and it's it's totally a, a a nerd out moment when essentially you have a raptor and a T Rex fighting together mm. against yeah. the the Indominus Rex. Uh, you know, I I know that you probably if you're if you're in on the ride, then you're in, mm. and if you're out, then you're like, oh, this is absurd. But you're watching dinosaurs, yeah, in a theme park, people, yeah, and and I mean, I you know, I I can I can. Um, I can see where a lot of people are coming from with, mm-hmm. with the absurdity, but it's like, um, this isn't, this isn't, um, you know, a, a, a rehashing of the first film and you've just got to no. get over that. It, it like from here on in, it's about fun in this universe. Yeah. Like you can, you can have the very, you know, serious moments in that first movie that's establishing the rules but then from this point on we're just having fun in this world and and you've got to just let the series do that i mean um and i love the 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 recall to the that the water fish that i can't yeah. think of the, the water dinosaur they can't think of its name right now yeah, um you know coming up and kind of landing the coup de gras so to speak and pulling it in and uh finish him yeah Fish dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Cue Mortal Kombat theme song. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, 
it's a super fun movie, and I'm very excited to see where uh, you know Colin Trevorrow and and, and Derek Connolly take the series. Uh, you know, um, I'm also excited to see what Colin Trevorrow does with with uh, his his go around uh, with um, Star Wars. As a result, I think I'm on board. You know, this film was made for not that much more than than Jurassic Park three. You know, 150 million. And it and it's the highest grossing of any film in the franchise, and it's also on track to be the um, the biggest uh, DVD and Blu-ray uh, like home release um, movie of the year. Uh, in uh, I don't see anything catching it. Mm. So it, I have to say, I. While I'm not 100% on board, I can tell you that the franchise has landed in a place that's taken me as much back to being the kid that saw the first Jurassic Park as much as I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. I think uh, in uh, in some respects, the, the Metacritic rating of these movies kind of puts them on point with one another, where... Um, you know, Jurassic World uh, and the Lost World, um, you know, kind of kind of on par with one another in terms of enjoyability. First movie, obviously superior uh, in in a whole lot of ways. But, yeah, maybe not visually but, in terms of now where the technology is, but you. Uh, but in the way who that knows a, what we're going to say in ten years? And in the way that a first movie only can be, you know. Mm-hmm. I, oh, absolutely, you, absolutely. Like we were talking about aliens, and I just rewatched both Alien and Aliens um, within the last month or so, and it, it it's exactly what you just said. It's like I, as much as I love Aliens, I will never like it as much as every time I go back and I watch Alien, and I'm, I find myself back in that same place I was when I first see that series, and it's the exact same thing with these, where um, as much as Jurassic World completely did the job and kind of reinvigorating my love for dinosaurs um it will it will never be uh as special as when i put on jurassic park Mm. and if i you know if i get the chance to see that in theaters again you know i didn't i don't want to really see it in 3d but i would very much like to see um jurassic park in theaters again so if anyone in around toronto hears of a screening of jurassic park anywhere please get in touch with me uh, at not Brandon Fleet on Twitter and uh, and let me know because you'll see me in the audience. So thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, remember, this is just the beginning of the conversation. Uh, we want to continue it on with you. So reach out to us, uh, visit our website, talk to us on Twitter. Um, the hashtag for this episode we're using Jurassic M R M L, Jurassic Mermel, or you can just hashtag Mermel. Jurassic Gerbil. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. Yep. You can, if you if you want to hashtag that, we'll find you as well. Um, so, yeah, again, I'm at not Brandon Fleet on Twitter. You want to offer your Twitter up, Devin, or no? Uh, at your underscore homeboy. That's Y-R, you know, your mm-hmm. underscore homeboy. Right on. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, um, or the podcatcher of your choice. Um, If you're listening to us, you can find us on YouTube 
uh, for both clips and uh, reviews and all kinds of fun stuff, as well as on our YouTube channel. You're going to see some of the other cool stuff that Devin's got on the go. Um, thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Staying in, by the way. That's staying in. Oh my god. That's that's in the show. I just want you to know that.